and that each year is just another stone. It's just like a bigger stone that right. you pass on yeah. the road. And it's like, okay. A bigger kidney stone that you pass while you're on the road. While you're on the road. Yeah. yeah. Ouch! Oh, God. With the thing, oh, God. <laughs> this is Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. that the Literate Ape cast is recorded for adults with adult themes and language. If you are easily offended, best to cover your ears. But then why listen to a podcast, dumbass? I'm not going to go say that re- the best revenge is a well-lived life. Fuck you. That's bullshit. That's I don't think it. there is. I don't think there is a good version of revenge. Yeah, I think that the revenge is, is part of it is a life, you know, best lived or best lived life, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. But the other half of it is that that enemy needs to suffer a little bit. They need to be, they need to become fat and ugly. They need to miscarry a lot. You know, sure. What, yeah, yeah, a lot. They, like they need seven to, times, sure. They need to get, you know, terrible, slow but certain death, cancer, you know, like... Again, really dark shit. Yeah. Because um, I've had, like, the, the one, like, real revenge fantasy that was really violent for me was I got into some shit with, some, with the law. I was a teenager. And I was in the wrong. I fucked up. But the way that the police and the courts handled things. And I got off. I mean, I, I'm okay. I don't have a record, nothing like yeah. that. But... The system was fucked, and it was just, it's your basic story of, you know, cops are being fucking cops, and judges are in on it with the cops, you know, the, the usual shit. What'd you do? So, this happened over a summer uh, between my junior and senior year in high school. And at the time, my grandparents, my mom's, on my mom's side, were living in Arkansas. And Where? I'm, in Arkansas? In uh, Mountain View. Okay, a little been, town. I've been, yeah. I've been to Mountain View, um, and I loved going to Mountain View. It, you know, it's, it's small town. It's beautiful. Gorge, right in the middle of the Ozarks, uh-huh. just gorgeous. Like it's more beautiful in the winter, I think, because all the leaves are gone, so you can yep. see the mountains and the plain, you know, or the the the, the fields that you know. I, yeah, just gorgeous. And when they moved down there, my grandfather was like, "I'm buying guns," and he bought every kind of, you know, to to just shoot for fun and to hunt, and you know, that was the life, and that's the lifestyle down there. So he had a fucking arsenal of big bang stuff, and we would take cans and you know, empty bottles of you know, empty oil bottles and empty milk jugs and whatever, the, whatever the fuck you know, trash that you could shoot at, and we'd go back to the, their property, and they had a shit ton of property. And we would shoot, you know, 30-30 muzzle loaders or 12-gauge shotguns or, you know, 22, you know, wheel gun pistols. You understand that anything. none of those things makes any sense to me because that, I don't know shit about guns. Different versions of loud sounds. No, I got it. Yeah. yeah. I just um, don't. I, that, that, that was never a part of my growing up culture was guns. And I'm glad for that. Because anyway, I haven't killed yeah. anybody. And, well, I, and, and when I fantasize about revenge, I think of a baseball bat because I don't know shit about guns. Probably a good thing. It's probably a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I remember there was one afternoon where I went out. Usually, Grandpa and I would just go out and we would 
target shoot together and just fart around and talk and you know we'd bring a bunch of fucking guns and a bunch of ammo and just change things up and it was just fun like and i, I wrote a piece about this like the fun yeah. of the yeah. loud boom bang um and because he didn't have an apple cannon the 3030 muzzle loader i don't did know what a job. muzzle loader is but yeah uh so i don't remember which gun it was it was a, it was a rifle i know that i don't know if it was the 22 it had to be bigger than 22. Fuck it. Doesn't matter. It was it several was a 22, guns. sure. And for every, you know, seven empty 7-Up seven soda can or watermelon that we put up there, whatever the fuck it was, it wasn't a soda can. It wasn't a watermelon. It was that that cop's face with a stupid fucking mustache. And then the other cop, who of course had a stupid fucking mustache. Of course. And it was that fucking judge who didn't have a mustache. Because, but he was going to grow one. But he was trying to grow he one. He was yeah. going to grow one. Everybody fuck, knows the, it. The, 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 the law mustache. Sure. Fucking assholes. And I was... When I was shooting, I was no longer in this beautiful field um, with the sun beating down on me. And, you know, I was in a, in a, in a building peeking out of a window shooting these fucking cops as they were walking into their homes. Wow. To greet their family yeah. at the end of a day. Yeah. And as they open the door and the wife greets them in this very 1950s, hello, dear, you know, mm -hmm. and the kids, daddy, how was your day? And, you know, hello, son. And then, poof, their fucking brains go yeah. flying across the street in the neighbor's lawn, which the neighbor's lawn is probably another fucking cop with a stupid mustache. And it made me feel better. And I think because that made me feel better, it's part of the reason I didn't actually follow through with it because that, follow through with it is insane like that's an insane thing to do I don't want to take something away from that I don't think it's an insane thing I think insane means you don't understand the implications of it that's it's one of the things that I have a problem with when we talk about these mass shooters okay is that we suddenly make it a mental health issue every one of these motherfuckers knows exactly what they're doing and they don't care. Because so that's the thing is I cared about the that's consequences. A, that's I don't really want to take somebody's think, life. I do not think it's you know, insane to want to kill someone. And I don't think it's insane to kill someone. I think that's a different... I, I think that's a. Yeah. I think that is an insult to people that actually have mental illness. The fact <laughs> Fair, is, yeah. if you take a gun and you go and you blow somebody, blow somebody away out of rage, all you are is a sane human being who's decided... To use violence as a way to make you feel better. That's yeah. it. Yeah. It's just a different sort of drug. It's different kind of booze or different well, kind of cocaine, whatever it is. You're taking it in that violence. You think this is going to solve your problem. And you and can you, you can still use violence to make yourself feel better, to exercise. Ex it never exercise. makes you... I can tell you, as somebody been in, in, in I don't even know how many bar fights for no reason I can remember, it never makes you feel better. So I disagree with that because I could take a baseball bat and go to the batting cages and just fucking swing and that's beat different. the shit out the of something. The thing is, that's different. That's, that's still violence. That's, well, but that's physical violence. The thing about it is physical violence against another human being. Okay. Because it's like that scene in Office Space yeah. where they, you know, do a beat gang the bang, the beat the shit out of the printer. Yeah. That feels good. That's cathartic. That's like scream therapy. Punch, kind of punch a pillow. The thing about that, it is, yeah. and as much as it makes me feel good... On, on some level, uh, to think about, to fantasize. Um, and I have. I've done I mean, I remember sitting and thinking about this at length. I wrote about it. Mm -hmm. I got rid of the writing because I realized, wow, this is really fucking weird. But I wrote about finding 
a specific person who had wronged me. Mm -hmm. um, and finding them, hitting them over the head, knocking them out, putting them in a van, renting a U-Haul van, putting them in the back Jesus of the rental van, going, tying them up, hog tying them. And the way you hog tie, the first is the duct tape on the mouth, yep. then you duct tape the hands behind the back, you duct tape the, finger, the, the feet, and then you take a rope and you tie it around the neck and then around the feet and shorten it. So that the only way that they try to straighten their legs, they choke themselves. Choking, right. This is what you do. And then, waiting until they woke up, telling them they were gonna die, telling that person, you're never gonna see this, this never gonna happen to you, and I had a whole monologue about this, and then just beating this person to death with a bat. You know, and I went through this, and at some point in that process of really, really seriously like thinking about this kind of stuff, but I don't think I ever, I mean, I'd like to believe I don't ever think I seriously thought I was gonna do it, but it, it occurred to me that it wouldn't make me feel better. That, in fact, yeah. it made me feel worse just contemplating the idea. Uh, no, that shit makes me feel better. And by the way, what okay. you described with okay. the hog tying, you, that was my first date with Katie. <laughs> Two of T. Even the whole, you're never going to see your dog again. Yeah, you did that. I hope you called your parents. Yeah. And that one are over, man. And seeing when you that don't kill over. them, then they become your wife. Chicks like and bad have dudes. A baby with That's you. the thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, your birthday was yes. Yeah, your birthday was yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. You're 39 years old. 39. I'm feeling fine. The whole middle-aged man. Yeah. Uh, you know, birthdays used to be a big deal. Well, I guess birthdays still are a big deal in my family because we had, like, this is a stream of birthdays in my family. So my brother's was May 22nd. My baby brother was born May 22nd. I'm May 26th. My grandmother, uh, Nani, you know, she was, she's May 30th. Uh, my grandfather was, her husband was June 4th. Uh, then my dad was June 11th. And we lived next door to each other. So there was like this stream, four like or five birthday yeah. Like everybody was broke by the time June 15th came. Well, my dad started this cool thing where he would blow up balloons in Stephen's room for how you, the number of balloons that he is and then an extra one for, you know, good luck. And then he would kick those balloons over from Stephen's room into my room and then add a few, add five. Yeah. And then we would carry those balloons over when it was Nani's birthday over to her house and then blow up a know, whole 50 bunch more. more. Yeah, yeah. You know? And then they would stay there for my grandfather and we'd blow up two more. So there was like this, you know, by the end, by the time my grandfathers came around, you know, like the balloons that started in Stevens were all, you know, They were shriveled like your grandfather. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like my birthday was always a lot of fun just because it was like this celebration of every, and I'm not one of those people that's like, it's my birthday month or my birthday week. That shit pisses me the fuck off. But to be able to share it with, you know, you know, and it was, you know, it's summer, like summer's coming in and school's ending and it was, um, so it's not the same now because I don't live next door to my grandparents. Um, Katie doesn't blow up balloons for me. I do that for her. Whatever. Well, that's your job. Yeah, she could blow up a fucking balloon. You know, Dana, Dana, my 50th <laughs> birthday, very few, other than my mother, very few people have actually thrown me birthday parties that were fun. Alice threw one birthday party, but it was obvious that she didn't give a shit what I wanted for my birthday. It was yeah. really just her opportunity to show off that she could throw a dinner party. 
Good for her. So it really wasn't any, not the food I wanted, not the people I wanted to invite. It was like, yes. But Dana. Why are you still married to her? It's, I I'm not. No, Dana threw it, a 50th yeah. birthday party for me. That was stellar. Yeah. We had it at the Goose Island uh, tap room. Um, she got barbecue and, you know, macaroni and cheese. And I was like, key lime pie from mm -hmm. Bang Bang Pies. And it was just, there's probably, it probably about 50, 60 people just drinking. And the funniest thing about yeah. it is they almost ate all the food. But I got there, there was barely any food left because everybody had been there. And <laughs> was it, it was, a surprise? Did you not know that that was happening? Well, I knew it, I knew it was going to happen, but I, I mean... Yeah, I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. I knew there was going to okay. be a party, but uh, but it was just it was just and she knocked it out of the park. It was one of the best birthdays I've ever had. Yeah, because um, I mostly like to spend my birthday by myself. Okay, that's see, I I don't, this year's different. Choice, like this year was different. I because before so our dog Eddie, um, you know, who's obviously mm -hmm. no longer with us, um, his birthday was May twenty second as well, which okay. was my brother's birthday and four days before mine. Um, Rory Zacker's birthday. Um, we know he's performed at Bug House. Um, like he's, like, he's like 62? He's six, uh, this year he's, he's 62, 64. 64, 64 fucking years year, old, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's he old as good. Joe James. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so before, like, let, when, while we had Eddie, we would always take uh, the weekend and we would go, we'd get rent a house in Wisconsin on the lake and, you know, go boating and canoeing and, you know, swimming and whatever else. We didn't do that this year because Katie was like, do you want to do it? And I'm like, we've got a fucking newborn who's no fun. You know, Eddie's not around. Like, eh, it's just it's nothing really, to spend yeah. money. I'm like, eh, fuck it. It's fine. I'm, it's okay. So, like, I'm kind of okay to spend it by myself. Yeah. I think we're just, you know, or I was okay, you know, was okay to spend it by myself. I didn't. I mean, I, you know, we had friends and friends around, but, uh, I, I wonder, like, what it's gonna be. Because I feel like each year, the excitement around my birthday, uh, because it's the one day, even if you share it with a lot of people, it's the one day that's all about you. That's fair. Yeah, you know, yeah. You okay. can get away with anything. You can do anything. You can make any kind of request. And for the most part, it's answered because, fuck it, it's your birthday. It's your birthday. So people treat you that. Know? Yeah, because yeah. everybody's got one and everybody right. wants that reciprocation. Yeah. It's their birthday. Okay, right. that makes sense. And then, you know, the next day, of course, May 27th is the most depressing day of the year because everyone suddenly stops giving well, a fuck like, about it's me It's like being all. a bride. The day after the wedding, right. nobody gives a flat yeah. fuck about nobody you and your white dress. Shit. Nope, yeah, that white dress all. is just deflated shit. Yep. Yeah, so... So I did that's I guess that's just the thing is somewhere along the line I I well part of it was and and this I think I don't know if we've talked about this or not but I do this every year since eighth grade is I sit down and I will spend four or five hours going through everything that I have learned right. in the previous year what what were the big lessons of the year and I write them down so that I have them for posterities and I have every single birthday since I was in like I was thirteen yeah which if you read like 13 through about 19, I'm a fucking horse's ass. You know, I'm just well, like any other. most of us Yeah, are. like, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And it's mostly about girls, you know. I mean, of that's really course, right. yeah. Um, although, interestingly enough, as I was doing my tattoo stories, I realized that the first five tattoos I have are almost entirely uh, responses to bad relationships. Sure. Which says that I didn't evolve. No, you learned nothing. Fucking at all. I no. mean, I am Daniel LaRusso. I mean, you learned it, but you went, ah, fuck it. Yeah, I learned it. Ah, I know now. File that shit away and pay no but attention But I keep, to you it. know, and so, so that's what I've done. And, and that's kind of developed into one of the things I, a rule, a tradition I made. I never work on my birthday. It doesn't matter what the fuck's going on. I refuse to go to work. See, on I, my a birthday. lot of people do that. I like working. You know, I like being I around people on my birthday because yeah. it's nice. I don't. I want to be yeah. as by myself yeah. as possible. I want to get my shit done. Leave me alone. I want to have 
a good glass of rye. I want to. I always want to have key lime pie. Mm -hmm. um, See, I'm a, I'm an angel food cake. Okay, guy. that's that's my birthday. That's your birthday thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I never minded getting older until about four years ago, when it was like, oh shit, this isn't as much fun as thirty five. Okay, yeah. yeah. And I think thirty five was because it was right. That was the year, like a month before I'd had my surgery for my skin cancer. Okay. And I remember being at this house we had rented and waking up that morning on my birthday and looking in the mirror and seeing the very fresh scar mm -hmm. and thinking, oh, fuck. Like, I am, I'm vulnerable. And I had a brush, not, I don't want to say a brush with death because it wasn't going to kill me. No, but, but like, it was like, holy shit, you were getting older. It was a brush with mortality. It, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was like, the first this, sign that your body was failing. It's not perfect, yeah, yeah. And, and can fail. And so I think like since then it's been, oh, fuck. I'm getting older and now it's like, gee, you know, because our, our uh, culture praises youth. Nobody wants old people until they're really old. Then they're... Venerated, you know, but we yeah. still discard them. Then they're cute because they can shit their pants in public and well, nobody cares. Right, yeah. Like my grandmother, so Nani will be on May 30th, she'll be 94. Yeah. But like a little kid, she's been saying she's 94 for like six months. You know, she's jumping she's ahead. She's excited, yeah. There's a point when you're like, well, I'm not 39, I'm 29 again for the third yeah, time. Yeah. But then you get to a point where you're like, no, fuck it. I'm 94. Because the, you know, that means something. You know, 39 doesn't mean shit. Well, the thing it's is, just... I was saying I was 50 when I was 48. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because I, and that's something Danny and I've laughed about. Is like, I think I was waiting my whole life to be 50. Like, 50 is the age that I was born at, and I've just been waiting to get there. Okay. But do you think, that, did you, when you turned 50, did, were you where you thought you would be at 50? You know, I never made that kind of, well, um, well you know, and then this is one of those things, dig, digging deep. Somewhere along the line, you know, because I had, I had some brushes with death yeah. as a young man. Um, serious brushes with death, like... I can't believe you survived it kind of brushes with right, death. Right. And somewhere along the line, in probably like 21, 22, I just, and I don't know why, but I just knew there was no question in my mind. I was dying at 45. Mm -hmm. There was not, I mean, like, I've said this before, it's like it's like people that believe, Catholics that believe in the Virgin Mary, it was mm -hmm. that, I'm going to die at 45. There was no question in my mind. Mm -hmm. And when I turned 46, it really fucked me up. Yeah. Because, I mean, it was like, and I'd forgotten, I mean, I had it in the back of my mind, but it was so ingrained that on my 46th birthday, I really had a crisis. Uh -huh. I mean, like, this is not supposed to happen. What the fuck? I was supposed to be dead, and I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. How did you think you were going to die? It, it didn't matter. It just, I mean, yeah, I, just, okay. I just knew that, it, that I would not last past 45. I never thought I'd make it to 26. Yeah. And, and I had nothing I, specific about it. It was just like, when I heard 26, I'm like, oh. That's the... All right, I yeah. guess if I haven't died yet, I never will. And well, and that was the thing is when I was 46, I went, okay, now what the fuck am I supposed to do? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of, and that, and, and you know, it's something I've always thought is a lot of, up until I was 45, a lot of what drove me to achieve things I wanted to achieve and kind of my reckless nature business-wise was that I was going to die when I was 45, so I needed to get it done then. Yeah. When I turned 46, now what the fuck am I supposed to do? Right. And so in the ensuing six years... You know, I, there's no, like your ass is, like, was I where I wanted to be? I don't know. Yeah. Because I, I didn't expect to be there. Right. So I still don't expect to be where I'm at. So I'm just kind of enjoying whatever comes because I'm having fun. Yeah. There's got to be a nice release of not giving a shit or just not 
the weight that you don't have on your shoulders, yeah. I feel like I still have on mine. Because Which is like, when you're 52, you're gonna look a lot older than I do. Probably. Because I'm convinced the reason I don't carry, uh, the reason I don't have a, a lot of age on my face, I mean, I can start, I'm seeing it, but I still look younger than I, and you do too, for that matter, but is that I just don't, I don't carry a lot of stress. Yeah. Got a lot of rage. Yeah. But you keep it all inside stress. like Yeah, it keep it inside like the yeah. Irish do. Yeah, right. that's what yeah. we do. Yeah. We, we stuff it down there and you put it in a box and then it explodes. Right. It doesn't explode as much as it used to. That's good because you figured out how to channel know, little, it. Little puffs. Yeah, little puffs little here puffs. and there. I write. See, I feel that like when I tell people how old I am that they are always shocked by it. Well, you look I, a lot younger than yeah. 39 years old. Yeah, thank you. And well, I mean, I'm, that's not a compliment. I just No, saying, you're hitting on me. It's cool. Yeah, well, you know. You know. Uh, and I just feel, because I don't feel... 39, I don't know what 39 is supposed to feel like, but 40 is some kind of mark, well, there's a, right? Like There's a story, do you know who Topal is? Mm -mm. Uh, Topal is a, a, a Jewish actor, he played uh, Tevye in the movie Fiddler okay. on the Roof. Okay. Okay, and the character of Tevye in Fiddler on the Roof is 45 years old. Jesus. And when he played him, he was 35 years old in the movie. Uh-huh. And he played him very old. Yeah. I was going to say it would have been like and 80. <laughs> when he was 45, he got to do a revival of on, on Broadway yeah. of Fiddler on the Roof. And he was 45, and he realized how fucked up it was that he played Tevye yeah. so much older than uh -huh. he actually was in uh -huh. the movie. Yeah. And I always thought that was really interesting, is that we really do... I mean, it's like Rory made a comment, because Rory did actually turn 40. He didn't yeah. turn 64. But he made a comment how I knew him at 18. Uh-huh. And when he knew me at 18, he thought I was fucking old as God. Sure, yeah. And now he's 40 and I'm 52, and he's realizing, oh, that's, that's I, you know, when you're 18, you think everybody's old. Right. You know, because everybody's older than you, and sure. you're the center of the fucking universe. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, going, it, 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 we'll, we'll talk about it later, but, uh, you know, Cobra Kai, the karate kid. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like 34 years later, they look the same. You're the same people. You have more scars. How do you deal with those scars? Yeah. You know, how do you deal with how do you deal with all all of that? And I think that's I think it's fascinating. And I guess that's what I think birthdays should be and ultimately become. They become a celebration, or they are a celebration of okay, you're another year older. Yeah. And I think for me at least, it's become just sort of a marker, just like a milestone. It's just yeah. like a, it's like it's like walking. I always have the image of a you know walking down the road mm -hmm. that Jack Kerouac wrote his life thing. And that each year is just another stone. It's just like a bigger stone that right. you pass on yeah. the road. And it's like, okay. A bigger kidney stone that you pass while you're on the road. While you're on the road. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Ouch! Oh, God. With the thing, oh, God. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up the, the write, writing down, your tradition of writing down what you've learned over the year. Because I we have talked about that, and I totally forgot. But you just reminded me that I'm going to do that this year. I'm going to start... I'm going to take your trip. I'm going to fucking make it mine. Take it. Yeah, I want it. Because yeah. um, this year has been a weird year. A lot of lessons to learn. Me. Yeah. 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 And it's a weird it, year. And the key, the key to that is for me is like what happened and recognizing this is the thing that happened and then looking at it and say, what can I? Because it may not be what you did learn, but what can you learn yeah. from that experience? And then writing it down in as, as simple, like a headline. This is the lesson. Yeah. And then sort of explaining why that's the headline. Yeah. And that's, that's what I've always done. And yeah. I love it. I think it's great. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was thinking, like, you know, I'm getting older. My son is two months old. I'm 39. I was thinking one of the biggest, the, the biggest benefits of having a kid is that one day, hopefully, I'll be a grandfather. Like, that's what I, I didn't want to be a father as much as I wanted to be a grandfather. Okay. This is just a middleman for and, you. Totally, yeah. Darn. Means to an end. Uh, and if my kid, because I started late, yeah. right? Late, I mean, arguably. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, a lot of people are, I mean, that seems to be the trend. My dad was waiting longer. was about to turn 29 when I was born. So he was just shy of 28. Yeah, my mom um, was 16. Yeah. My dad was 17. Yeah, so like. Yeah, different, you know, time time. Change. If my kid waits, assuming that he does have kids, yeah. and I want to put that on him, um, yeah. You just did. Well, the real pressure is going to come He can listen later. back to this. Yeah. Uh, the kid's going to go back and read all the shit that I've written. Oh, He's yeah. going to, yeah. As soon as he learns to read, Daddy, I'm fucked. And you've got a podcast I know. and Facebook, and you're fucked. Yeah. He's going to know all your shit. Um, but if my kid waits as long as I did to have a kid, I will be pushing 80. Yeah. Before I even have a brand new yeah. grandchild that I can barely enjoy, because again, newborns, infants, you'll are both be boring. drooling and dribbling at the same time. Yeah, like let's have a race on who can shit their pants quicker. There you go. Go, go. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's uh, I don't know, good birthday. All Every right, night. for the next. Let's all go. right, well then for the next. Uh, let's go. For the next podcast. Uh, bring what you write. Okay. Because I want to talk about what you learned. Yeah. I think that's a good, I think that's good. Fair enough. All right, Simeon cohort, here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. All right, so my first thing to do this week is a watch. Watch Project Odessa. I think it's Showtime. It might be HBO, but Google it. It's a documentary about about Russian, Florida, Cuban gangsters running drugs, um, uh, posing as Pablo Escobar, Buying million-dollar choppers for 500 bucks each. Uh, millions of dollars. Like, choppers that go for millions of dollars. Buying for 500 bucks each. Um, buying a Russian sub. Uh, is it, it is, true? Yeah. This is this a true is, thing that happened. This is a yeah. documentary. It's a documentary about these guys that it happened in the, like, a lot of it was in the 80s and then okay. the 90s. So the reason they were able to buy these helicopters for so cheap in this Russian sub, after... The, the uh, Soviet Union collapsed. Yeah, the Cold War. They just ended. sold everything, so everything was just for sale. They had no money. They had no infrastructure. So these guys are buying up all this shit. The stories that these guys tell throughout the thing—it's the craziest fucking shit you've ever heard. I mean, I'm watching this going, "What? Project Odessa? Holy shit! Project Odessa!" All right. Um, yeah, it's 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 fun. All right, I will it check is, it out. It is fun. Speaking of fun, um, I had a cold. This I got a cold from uh, being outside uh, during the Polish consulate all day, and so Wednesday I spent the entire day on Nyquil and watching and binge watching on YouTube Red Cobra Kai. <laughs> and all I'm going to tell you is, man, that shit is good. It is. It is the Karate Kid. It is Daniel Larusso. It is Johnny Lawson. It is. These two characters, 34 years later, and I mean, it is well-written, a standalone, and it's, uh, what I thought about it about midway through was, for all of the 80s nostalgia that's been coming out in mm-hmm. the last, like, two years, yeah. this made it all worth it. Okay. I love Stranger Things, but Cobra Kai made all of it worth it, because 
It is genuinely. It's what happens next. It's it not is, a throwback. It, it, it's not, yeah, look at the, how great the 80s were. This learned. is yeah. the, the characters. Yeah. Lou Russo's mom is in it. I mean, all the, you know, I mean. She's got to be happy to be working a lot of, A lot of the actors are in it. Um, we did not see Elizabeth Shue. I'm hoping that we see her in the uh, second season, which yeah. I'm hoping they will do. Um, but I'm telling you, um, it's excellent. I highly, highly, highly recommend Potential Cobra spoiler Kai. alert. Uh, at any point, does Johnny put him in a body bag? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> Just but but I will tell you, it's what I, one of the things I was telling you earlier. What's fascinating is that, you know, it's the same characters 34 years later, kind of living in the past, kind mm -hmm. of kind of kind of moving on with life, but, but being held back mm -hmm. really by, by that each moment. Other, by right? that moment. Yeah. yeah. And what it requires, it, like I said, it's fascinating, is that uh, Johnny basically gets Daniel LaRusso as a student, a kid, the, the 2018 version of the Karate Kid, skinny kid, um, gets beat up by everybody, has yeah. no muscle tone. He takes him on yeah. as a student. And LaRusso takes a thug, criminal, bully piece of shit as a student. It is fascinating. I loved, okay. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, so my next thing is a read. Uh, it's an article in Time Magazine. It's called How Baby Boomers Broke America. So if you're not like me and you don't get Time Magazine delivered to your house, it's, it's online. I actually read half of it online before the, the issue actually I've read came the whole thing house. online. It's very good. Uh, yeah, it's um, uh, greed, sense of exceptionalism. Uh, it's uh, championing America's most American values to a fault. It's written by Stephen Brill, who it was adopted or adapted from his uh, his book that's coming out called Tailspin. Yep, so it's a yep. really interesting read. We we seem to be stuck in the '80s on this uh, on this particular yeah. thing because my listen is I want you to listen to Van Halen 1984. Yes. In watching uh, Cobra Kai, I I did there 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 is a moment where the kid's ringtone is like rap or something, and Johnny Lawrence Lawrence looks at his lost or whatever his name is, and Johnny looks at him and says, "What the hell is that?" Get some, gun, get, some, get some Guns and Roses. Okay. And the kid goes, what's Guns and Roses? And then the kid comes back, and he's gone into a rabbit hole of 80s yeah. hair metal, and yeah. he loves it. So I listened to Van Halen 1984. It's got Jump, Panama, Hopper Teacher, and it is one of the best albums ever made, and it is Diamond Dave at his Absolutely best. it is, yes. Absolutely. Listen to it this week. Uh, so my third is also a listen. Uh, listen to Jovan Landry. She's a Chicago hip-hop artist. Um, she was at, she performed, and her band performed at the Locomotive Show at House mm -hmm. of Blues last week, two weeks ago. Okay. Whatever it's been. Um, man, they were good. Dana didn't like them. Oh, that's right. That was the band I didn't see. Yeah. Yeah, You, I didn't you see just missed it. Dana yeah. did not like them. She's like, what? There's smooth jazz. But like, and there is like, one or two of the songs has like a smooth jazz thing happening in it. Spyro Gyra thing going? A little bit. Yeek. But, which sucks. It's yeah. awful shit. Smooth jazz, for the most part, is fucking terrible. Shit. But she makes it work. Okay. It's re What's the name I, of been, What are they? Uh, Jovan Landry is her name. She's got two albums. And the, the, the first album, which I can't remember the name of, is, is great. But the second album, I think, is much better. It's called Growth. Or okay. Gro Grow. Uh, one or the other. But yeah. Easy to find on Spotify. Jovan Landry. Otherwise, okay. But um, yeah. Oh, man. I've been rocking out to that. All it's right. amazing. And on a completely different note, um, I want you to watch. It's on YouTube. So I've been stuck on YouTube. Um, there is a, uh, a, in Toronto, a group called Choir, Choir, Choir. 
and they basically do covers and they end up having their audience, which is in the hundreds, sing choral arrangements along with the covers of the songs. Okay. Is this like a, a um, oh fuck, without music, um, what's the, when people sing without music, what the fuck is acapella. that Acapella. Oh, thank no, you, it is not. No, it is not God, acapella. David. It's not acapella. It's, it's, uh, it's, I mean, they're playing, they're a band. Okay. Choir, choir, choir is a band. Okay. But their audience, and they have a choir director, and the, and, the, and it's not like they're standing on rows. It's the audience. Yeah. They're in the audience, yeah. and they're singing these very, very well-arranged choral arrangements while the band Does is the playing Does the audience songs. get to rehearse, or they get sheet I, music? I, I imagine they do rehearse, because they're really rehearsed. But what I want you to watch is... They they decided to make a, a shout out to Rick Astley. Yeah. And say, we would love for you to come sing with us. And this is a video of Rick Astley and Toronto's Choir, Choir, Choir doing a live rendition of Never Gonna Give You Up. It is, there's a couple of reasons I want you to watch it. Number one, it's funny because it's Never Give You Up. Yeah. But it is so remarkably cool to watch Rick Astley sing this song with these people in this choir singing back at him, all these background vocals, uh -huh. and the look on his face, this the joy yeah. that this guy has in this moment really is worth watching. And That's incredible. It, it's pretty, okay. it's pretty and good. And I, I was a fa I had that album. I oh, was yeah, a fan I of too. Rick Astley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And that is our podcast. That's the show. Thanks for listening. This has been the Literate Apecast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and on literateape.com slash podcasts. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can catch them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.